Omaha Falls Republican Kathy Bernier is in her first term in the state Senate, but she is by no means a stranger to Wisconsin politics. She began her legislative tenure in 2011 in the state assembly, part of the Republican revolution that swept conservatives into office. Much has been accomplished and much has changed since those first heady days. After eight years of full Republican control of the legislature and the governor's office there, these are the days of divided government and the political divide in the Badger state seems to be ever widening. Senator Bernier is our guest today on this edition of MacGyver Newsmakers. Thank you for being here. It is my pleasure. It is uh, quite a, a change. You think about all that has taken place over the last eight years. I wanted to talk to you today because maybe no one is more expert in the area of campaigns and elections than you, not only because of your service on those particular committees in the Assembly and in the Senate as well, but because your background as, uh, as a, uh, a clerk for a long time dealing with elections law and the changes of election law in this state, uh, and of course the complexities as we, we move uh, forward and now in the era of voter ID. There was something that occurred at the Democratic Party State Convention last weekend that I think raised some concerns. You'll find it at MacGyverInstitute.com, this story. Uh, despite growing concerns over voter integrity, Democratic Party activists want to get rid of proof of address requirements to register to vote. Dem delegates on Sunday narrowly approved a resolution 3936 that no proof of physical address other than spoken or written as it's expressed should be required for any voter registration or voting. So basically you have to have a residence in the state of Wisconsin but you can just say that you do, tell them where that is, and what the Democrats want in this particular case is for the uh, clerk or for the election official to take their word for it. That seems to me to raise some very important integrity questions. What do you think about uh, this proposed change? You know, I agree. Uh, that was suggested. I served on a panel for the National Conference of State Legislatures in Minnesota, and the very liberal um, Secretary of State in Minnesota was sitting to my left and said, voter registration is voter suppression. I somewhat chuckled about it and uh, did not get um, my ire up as much as I would have liked to, but I did address this. Gone are the days where you can just walk in and tell them your name um, and your address. Um, we clearly have lots of issues, um, cybersecurity issues among um, other things. And I think um, I, I liken it to um, if your credit union or your bank called you and said, you know, we do have some vulnerabilities but you know nobody's hacked us yet so i think we'll be fine mm. if you deposit your money in that bank would you continue to deposit your money in that bank mm -hmm. no you would not i think it is important for the voters um, and the candidates to be certain that the electoral system is fair it's accurate and it's protected and I, I, I'm sure the reason why it was so close at the Democrats convention is because they see the same thing I do. You, you can challenge so much currently in the electoral process 
um, with things that you don't think were accurate or fair. And if you open it up to more vulnerabilities, that's more inaccuracy that you can challenge. And it's just not good for our system. Yeah, again, uh, the whole idea of trying to open the door and expand uh, you know, voter involvement, voter engagement, that's all well and good. But mm -hmm. integrity also has to be part of the process. If you're going to vote in the state of Wisconsin, you have to be from the state of Wisconsin. There are rules that you have to follow. And Kate, in fact, the Democratic resolution that you point out passed uh, so narrowly would also basically take away that portion in the law when it uh, talks about the complete uh, to uh, voters to complete a change of address online or uh, by phone, um, th it would be open-ended. They would be allowed to do that. Well, it's the same sort of cybersecurity issues that keep that we we talk about. Uh, there have to be assurances that every vote counts and that every vote that's eligible counts. I think. What is forget what, what they forget about in this resolution is that every vote that is eligible counts. Um, where do you see this movement going in the state based on what you uh, found out at this national conference? Well, I you know though the Democrats voted um, to not require proof of residency, it will it will go nowhere. I think uh, involved it with the uh, NCSL, National Conference of State Legislatures, along with many other organizations. They understand the importance of this, along with Pew Charitable Trust, who we're a member of the ERIC system, the Election um, Registration Information Center. Um, that was part of our process in our voter statewide voter registration system when we when Pew found out there were more than two and a half or two and three quarters millions people um, with duplicate registrations in other states. And, and I've worked with NCSL and other organizations saying, we need to make sure that our voter rolls are cleaned up and as error-free as possible. So that once again, not that somebody who moved here from Illinois, who is now registered in Illinois and registered in Wisconsin, will definitely vote in two states. We're not saying that. But it is important to have the, the registration systems clear and correct as closely as possible. That doesn't give that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And you know, we have a vulnerability in our registration system due to a federal law. And I'm not going to tell you what our vulnerability is because I don't want foreign actors to get any funny ideas. But we do have a vulnerability now. Um, through federal law in our registration system, and I don't like it. Um, I pointed it out. I am also uh, on the board of directors um, for the U.S. Elections Assistance Commission. I just recently was appointed to that by NCSL, and I let uh, some folks know that um, we need to take a look at um, if we have Russia want wanting to affect our elections, the tighter the, the better we can make our information, the more accurate we can make our information, and um, the least vulnerable as possible is, is the best way for all voters, whether you're Democrat, Republican, or Independent. State Senator Kathy Bernier, 
Republican Chippewa Falls joins us on this edition of MacGyver Newsmakers. We've been hearing for years and years and years from um, advocates of these kinds of policies that were brought up at the Democratic Party um, that there is no voter fraud in the state of Wisconsin. I would beg to differ, and the numbers will back that up. The problem that we have, and I think you know firsthand, is we have a prosecution system that certainly, let's call it what it is, doesn't put voter fraud allegations as a top priority. And let's also call it what it is. They've got many other things to do. And mm -hmm. so on the pecking order of things they need to accomplish, that doesn't always rise to the top. Now, we can argue perhaps it should. Ultimately, the problem is there are, a, there are many myriad cases of voter fraud, at least allegations, and they're not being investigated, not being seriously looked into, and very few people are being held accountable for it. Yes, that is, my, that is correct. It's my experience. I believe in the John Doe investigation when they seized computers um, and such, they did find out that uh, even, even Republicans may cheat. Um, from what I understand, there was an individual who voted 14 times for Scott Walker. Mm -hmm. That was pointed out. Um, so we don't go around seizing people's computers or their personal information to find out whether they cheated or not. That was kind of um, inadvertent to find that out, um, but it's still wrong. And so we don't actively review all of the voter rolls for accuracy. We don't actively, I mean, I had a couple um, friends and um, poll workers in Eau Claire who went around and checked all the addresses on the poll list. This is some years back. Mm -hmm. um, found a lot of uh, false addresses and um, just vacant lots. Turned that information into the district attorney and the district attorney did nothing. And so you are correct. It's not that we don't have voter fraud. Um, it's that there is not time, energy, and effort, and money, I suppose, um, to go after, actively go after voter fraud. And that is why it is so important to make sure that the process that we follow is secure and reliable for for the elect for the electors but also the candidates that our processes need to be accurate and correct and to do all that we can to make sure that voter fraud um, is not an option um, and if so you know it's going to be pretty difficult to make it happen and that's that's what we do this for it's not that we have a lot of it they don't have to prove well if if there's only two people that have been prosecuted for actually the recently there was a question to the um, elections commission in one of my committees and they had uh, 24 um, individuals that were being looked at recently for some voter um, issues is 24 um, too many or isn't it not enough to take action? I would argue that it's not the number of people that are being prosecuted or the complaints are filed. It's the fact that there are there is even one. Mm -hmm. We have to make sure that our processes and procedures prohibit um, voter fraud or the, uh, the even the appearance of in, um, improper behavior. 
And, and so the electors have confidence in our system. Senator Kathy Bernier, Republican Chippewa Falls, joining us on this edition of MacGyver Newsmakers. To that point, you know the figures. Nearly a thousand cases of potential Election Day registration fraud were referred to districts, uh, district attorneys in Wisconsin following the 2016 general election. It's something that MacGyver News Service took a, a, a comprehensive look at. Thousands more voters could not be located or verified. There's an inherent problem in the system. You talk about 24 cases prosecuted and many more that were never even given the opportunity to get to a point of prosecution. That's a big problem within voter integrity issues, voter fraud. And so let me ask you this. This legislature, through the Joint Finance Committee, just gave a pretty big, pretty significant raise to prosecutors across this state. And a lot of people say rightfully so. The, the numbers in terms of uh, wages, salaries for these folks have been pretty low uh, consistently over the years. Um, but should they not be held accountable for doing this aspect of their job? You mentioned what happened in your county years ago. Mm -hmm. You had addresses not being verified. The district attorney's office did nothing. If we are, as taxpayers, paying for justice to be served, that needs to be across the board. Should they be held accountable for not taking this more seriously? Yes, they should. The law is the law. And so I understand that when you have people who, um, you know, are committing shootings and murder and all of those things, they take top priority, um, more um, dangerous type crimes. But the fact of the matter is it would take just a few prosecutors in this state to start actively prosecuting some of these offenses and that th that would send a clear message um, to individuals that, hmm, you know, we better think twice because we could end up in jail. Um, there was a student at UW-Eau Claire. Um, he got caught because of the statewide voter registration system. Um, voted at UW-Eau Claire and then voted from home in Appleton, um, his excuse. And he was not jailed. Um, I don't know if he received a fine, um, but... Um, the excuse that I didn't know I couldn't vote more than once. Um, and I'm, you know, I kind of questioned his ability to attend a university, <laughs> yes. truthfully, because right. you learn that in like third or fourth grade. Mm -hmm. um, so, but we do need prosecutors um, to be aggressive about it, you know, take it seriously. And, you know, my liberal colleagues and the Democrat Party, um, Maybe it's because they think that uninformed and underinformed um, people are more willing to um, cast their ballot for Democrats um, than they are Republicans. I don't know why they think their electors um, are uh, not sophisticated enough to provide proper um, residency information and proper ID. I can't understand that um, myself. I, I, you know. We all have to provide proper identification, residency information um, all the time. Um, you know, I had this conversation with former Representative Kessler from Milwaukee as to why, the, you know, people in Milwaukee should not have to provide um, ID or um, residency and that, that his folks um, in his district in Milwaukee just work for cash. 
and they don't have identification. But they can get an ID easily through the Department of Motor Vehicles, through the whole process. We've made that easy. And might I ask, and I don't mean to interrupt, but isn't that insulting? Isn't that insulting to your constituency to say, you know, they just don't have the wherewithal to mm -hmm. be able to get a form of identification? Do you mean that they don't have the intelligence, the common sense? What, what, what is it that you're trying to say? It sounds like an insult to me. Uh, I've often thought that. Um, that it is insulting to um, the intelligence of your, your um, voters to assume that they're not smart enough to do what they need to do. And yeah, I observed six polling places in Milwaukee during um, a fall election. I voted um, by absentee so I could go down and observe. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, I did observe some interesting things. Um, I didn't observe any cheating. I did have um, a C1 person not wanting to provide the proper ID. Um, she wanted to provide her work ID, um, and uh, they told her no. I, I saw most poll workers imposing the proper rules, so that was a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think the, that most people who are providing um, election day services um, realize that there's processes and procedures they're willing to follow. But it is insulting to uh, people to think that if you are smart enough to vote and you are 18 years of age, um, you should be able to provide the proper information. And going to the polls empty-handed, I mean, there was one gentleman in Milwaukee who was showing me a, um, a tenant uh, a lease agreement that he wanted to use as proof of residency. Mm. And he said, don't you think this is valid? And I looked at it and I said, no, because it's not dated or signed. <laughs> That's and problematic. So, so, you know, yeah. maybe he shouldn't have voted if he <laughs> doesn't know what a legal contract is. Mm. So I, I don't know. There is some personal, here's, here's the deal. There is personal responsibility in everything we do. And there are some people who for some reason don't believe that the elector should have the personal responsibility. Somehow the politicians or the parties are supposed to take all the response or the, um, the election officials, um, the clerks and the poll workers. Somehow we're supposed to do all of the work for the voter yeah, yeah. and they don't have to do anything but walk in and say, you know, uh, press a button or or mark a ballot and then their job is done you know it's the fact of the matter is is if you want to exercise your right to vote and the importance of that you should think it's important and you should take the responsibility on to to do what you need to do to make sure your vote um, is um, is valid and 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 it counts well it's it's a microcosm isn't it of what's happening and what's happened over the last generation in particular, and that is the greater dependency on the government versus the individual and the individual responsibility. And that's where we're at in our society and our politics, and that's why we have such a divide. There are people who firmly believe we were built as a country as individualist and um, that, that we are accountable and responsible, and they believe in the whole idea of self-governance 
And then there's a whole other group of people who don't believe that. And just another extension of the nanny state. Yeah. Um, and Democrats, for some reason, just seem to think that this world will be better if we have a nanny state. And as you know, um, as conservatives, um, that we don't believe that. Um, we believe in personal responsibility. We believe that, um, you know, uh, a hand up is better than a handout. Um, and... You know, personally, we found that out. I mean, I found that out just through, you know, Hope Gospel Mission. They did the handout thing for a while. Mm -hmm. And they, they found out that that short-term handout thing did not help anyone. Right. And so I, I think, you know, we, we recognize that as people, when they have personal responsibility, skin in the game, they appreciate things uh, more so and appreciate their vote more so. Final question for you on elections and uh, campaigns and all of that sort of thing before we get to our favorite segment, of course, which is five fast questions, and we'll tell you more about that momentarily. Oh, you're going to surprise me. <laughs> we always do, but <laughs> no need to worry. All, okay. of, all of our newsmakers have been uh, put through the gauntlet, and again, as we often like to say on five fast questions, please don't put a lot of thought into the answers. We certainly didn't into the questions, but we'll get to that <laughs> okay. momentarily. Are you, you mentioned this before, uh, vulnerabilities in Wisconsin's election system. Are you worried about 2020? Um, I am not worried personally about our cybersecurity in the state of Wisconsin. We stop, uh, you know, hackers and fishers um, all day, every day um, in our, our election system, in our whole statewide system. So I'm not necessarily worried about that. I'm also not worried about our election equipment and the their that accuracy and the testing and the procedures that they have in place because um, they are not connected to the internet and they cannot be hacked. Um, I think our photo ID has added a lot of additional security um, with um, people saying who they are and and um, proof of ID has um, been very beneficial. So I'm not worried about our system here in the state of Wisconsin. I am um, concerned with um, potentially um, overseas and military electors um, and how the, all of those ballots are handled and how they're issued. Um, so um, like I said, I think, you know, overall, if a foreign nation or somebody wanted to hack our system, and I think there are other states that found out when you have a touchscreen system, you have to have um, a paper ballot backup. Um, they greatly re regret not having that. And so now, interestingly, in the state of Wisconsin, we, we determined that always have a paper ballot backup. That's what we wanted for safety. And now other states are finally realizing that too. So I am, I am confident that we all have a safe and accurate um, election in 2020 if all procedures and processes are followed as they are intended. Very good. Well, like I said at the outset of this conversation, State Senator Kathy Bernier, Republican from Chippewa Falls, is uh, steeped in knowledge when it comes to the election process in this state, serving in the legislature as she has uh, on the, these very important issues, but also 
working in the world of elections uh, at the county level, uh, local level. All right, so we did the heavy lifting. Are you prepared for five fast questions? Okay, I'm ready. All right, <laughs> here we go. Now, you are from Chippewa Falls. We have mentioned that. Well, technically, the village of Lake Alley. Yes, but the greater Chippewa, Chippewa Falls, Falls area. metropolitan area. Okay, you're going to ask right? me about Leinenkugel beer? You know I am. Does... <laughs> Does Leinenkugels brew a summer shandy that will help us survive the state budget process? Absolutely, yes. Okay, fair enough. We'll have to look that up today. We've got to go back there. Uh, Governor Tony Evers calls his spending plan the people's budget. With that in mind, are people, people who need people, the luckiest people in the world? No, because they were hand-picked people. <laughs> They're very self-involved, too, aren't they? Today, of course, marks um, a seminal event in world history, the 75th anniversary of the Allied Forces Operation Overlord, the Battle of Normandy, D-Day, as it is commonly known. As we remember this day, let me ask you this. Who was the hotter military commander, General Omar Bradley or British Field Marshal uh, Bernard Law Monty Montgomery? Well, Bradley, because I'm an American. <laughs> and he looked good in those khaki shorts, I'm told, too. <laughs> Should a bad hair day be an excuse for not providing a photo ID at the polls? No, never. Okay. We uh, talked about the security level, and I'm sorry, just because the wind was a little bit uh, nasty doesn't mean you get off there. <laughs> in Wisconsin, your final question, there's winter there's construction season. Is there also a political whining season? Oh, yes, yes. Um, mostly when Republicans win. It's kind of a constant whine for months, but that's okay. I'm used to it. <laughs> well, forget the wine. We'll get a summer shandy, as we just talked about. <laughs> Thank you so much, first of all, for being a good sport in our silly five questions, but it's always a fun way to get to know our newsmakers. And thank you so much for being on this edition of MacGyver Newsmakers. You're very welcome. Kathy Bernier, Republican Chippewa Falls, and an expert in all things elections, joining us on this uh, special edition of MacGyver Newsmakers. I'm Matt Kittle, reporter.